Right, I think we are recording, Di. Oh, right, right. Okay. okay. So here we go. And for once, we're in my kitchen. Your kitchen. Well, my dining bit. And, um, and here we are on the 5th, of, 5th isn't it, of February? No, it's September. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> It's the 5th of February, something's gone wrong. I know. Okay, where did that come from? In my head. And so we're absolutely, obviously, bursting with enthusiasm and energy because we've had such a refreshing summer. Yes. And I can't even remember what month it is. What summer, what we did in our summer holidays. What did we do in our holidays? In terms of books. Yes. What's your holiday reading been? As a grown-up, and I'll As tell you mine, I'll confess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did have a really nice time. Oh, here we go, boring die. The Edinburgh Book Festival. Yes. But didn't actually see any children's authors. Ah, really? I wanted to go and see Yuval Unwar. Unwar, I think that's how you pronounce his name. And he's done... He's absolutely, and I'd really like him for the book festival as well. He's done these lovely non-fiction books. You know those big ones? The big book yes, of yes, blue, yes, the, the big deep, book of yes, birds. The yes, big I think that, and I really wanted to go and see him, but he was at 10 o'clock on that day. And the friend I was staying with, I knew that we'd struggle to get, to get into Edinburgh for 10 o'clock. But I did see, um, we did go and hear Mark Haddon. You know, the yes, curious the incident of dog. He's just written a new book, hasn't he? Um, yes. Well, presumably um, why it Porpoise, porpoise. And, but he has been really poorly as well. He's had a triple bypass. Oh, wow. So he talked about that quite a bit. Um, but he was absolutely brilliant. Very entertaining, very interesting, very thoughtful. And I didn't buy his new book because it was £16.99 in hardback. So I'm sorry, Mark Hatton. No. I will buy it and read it when it's in paperback. But I did buy his collection of short stories. And I don't... I've got this thing that I don't like short stories. But actually, I do yes, like short I stories. I don't know if I do either, and I don't know why. I would recommend, then, this collection... Oh, my goodness, what's it called? Um, it's by Mark Haddon obviously but it's some of the short stories for example there's one that's set on Mars and uh, these these um, group of people about I think there's five of them they go and set up a space station on Mars right and then the doctor of the group gets appendicitis and he actually tells somebody how to operate on him, but unfortunately he dies. And then gradually, one by one, they die. Oh, so I've practically given the whole that's story spoiling. away. But <laughs> don't need to read that. Yes, one but it's but they're fascinating. They're so strange and so interesting, and so so they're so good. And writing a good short story, yes, is such a skill. skill. And yet we ask children to do it all the time. Absolutely. So what was your holiday reading? My holiday reading, right. So this is not at all mm, off 
the high echelons of literary, but I've got into Kate Atkinson's Jackson Brown. Oh, oh text what do you mean? Stories. Not, not, that's brilliant. Oh. Kate Atkinson is literary. She's yes. funny. Yes. It, it, the stories are clever. Yes. yes. And most of them are set in Edinburgh. Home yes. With such accuracy. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Because he's got, she's just brought out another one, hasn't she? There's a fourth one, yes. which I'm getting excited about. Right. Um, but yes, it's called something and something with a dog in it. It's and along came my dog. Or, um, and then I yeah, I went out. I got up early. I got up early and took the dog. There's the, the, the titles of really yes, good. yes. And he's such an interesting character as well, isn't he? I really like them. Excellent. It reminded me. Um, a little bit of the J.K. Rowling, Robert Galbraith ones. Mm, I haven't read any of those. Similar yes. in kind of style. Yes. Hers are a bit more complicated, the plots. Uh, J.K. Rowling's ones. Mm. But I've really, I've really enjoyed it. And it did remind me, you know, what we've talked about, children liking collections of mm. books. Mm. And, mm. and also this thing about it doesn't have to always be difficult reading. Yes, they're not. Absolutely. Kate Atkins's are not yes. difficult reads, yes. yeah. and we get a little bit. Well, maybe I get a little bit hot and bothered with children just reading easy stuff, but they need to be able to do that as well, don't they? Absolutely. And you've and said about yes. your book clubs that yes. you've been surprised sometimes yes. at the books that yes. children have gone for. Yes. Perhaps we wouldn't have said that was a year three, four yes. appropriate yeah. or. Five, six, yeah. but actually, that you know is what they wanted to read, and, and and I suppose it's just that thing of our teachers in their classrooms just ensuring they've got that lovely yes range, yes. and I really like that idea. I don't don't if you remember it, but um, it's on the Reading for Pleasure pedagogy website um, website. And there's lots of case studies, but one suggestion is that you take children, let's say from year five, and they go down to reception, yes. and they have a look yes. at the books that yes. they were read yeah. in yes. in reception on yes. year one, and they maybe yeah. take them back to their class yeah. and they look at them. And I thought, yeah, that's what yes. this is all about, about Absolutely. triggering yes. those memories yes. of enjoyment, but also about yes. reading not being difficult. Yes. And actually, being fun. There's the fun word. You've got to watch your language. I know using the F word, but I think as well, it's about it's about building up this image of yourself as a reader and the growing confidence. Oh, I can read this easily. There is something important in that. If reading is constantly, if we're constantly saying, "Here's another one," thinking. Thinking, oh, this will challenge them. This exactly. will challenge them. I mean, for goodness sake, no, no, because actually, that's not going to be a pleasurable experience if you're constantly, you're constantly struggling. Challenged. And so, where's work. the pleasure in that? Where's the fun in that? No, actually, yeah. we need to build their confidence and their view of themselves as readers. And this is something I can do easily, and I like it, and it's fun, and I can talk about it. Yes, and. And I can tell somebody else what how fun it, how fun it is. I just think we're missing a trick. And this reading, you know, I don't know with this reading for pleasure. 
I'm now actually adding the word and fun because we just need to help children see that reading is fun and like the and it's just such a pleasurable it's a good story isn't it it is it is yeah and it's just that lovely mm. sense of oh what's going to happen yes. next you yes. know and, yeah. oh, and there's another one I can read about and see what happens next yes and you almost like you know these people yes absolutely you can hear them you can almost see them yes absolutely and with that character you can almost smell them yes. and um, you know it's just that that's the pleasurable bit that's the and you know and you, I don't want to be challenged all the time no. that's why I think I like reading children's books because well, I can whip through them right. and they're invariably good stories but it's interesting though that you would, you were saying there was something else that you did during the summer there was days, something else I did in my summer holidays and that made you think about this this yes, reading thing bear with as, as they say and I have to because I have to find me, me thing on my phone um, where it is so I went to the Yorkshire Sculpture Park which is a beautiful day out recommend it to everybody um, you don't have to like sculpture but um, obviously there's a lot of that around um, but there's lots of beautiful grounds to work in, walk in and there was an exhibition which was called Asking Out and it was by I'm reading from my phone now to remind me it was by somebody called Ruth Ewan and the exhibition was actually <laughs> um, a 1960s late 60s early 70s classroom so it was as if you walked mm. into the classroom mm. and um, being of an age it was very very familiar many of the things that were around that classroom so um, nature tables remember those <laughs> in the corner with all sorts of interesting things yes. and then yeah. um, conkers yes um, in in my school we had something called cuisinaire rods oh yes which interestingly I was speaking to my one of my chums who's a, who's a special needs uh, expert and she said oh we still have them yes, still have them. yes. but they're wooden rods that are all different colours and different lengths and they denote different numeric values and I saw these <laughs> you used to have all have your set of Cuisinaire rods and I, the friend I was with I was able to tell her the the blue one that was a number nine and you know an orange one that was eight. I never I never um, quite got them my favourite I mean, my favourite colour used them to teach with but yeah. I never quite yeah so they were all so that was that was interesting in itself but um, the 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 sort of central point of this um, exhibition was around a, a teacher called Muriel Pyra, um, who was an untrained teacher in Castleford during the nineteen sixties and seventies, and um, there was a, a photograph of her there, and she does she could be a spitting image for the Queen. All right, so imagine that you had sort of white hair <laughs> the curls string of the curls, curls. Yeah. you know that was what she looked like um, and this I'll read you um, out what the little um, kind of explanation was um, who was so Muriel Pyra who was historicised as achieving exceptional results using her pioneering method of asking out 
And here you're asking me now, what is the Paolo method? Yes, definitely. We want to hear this. Okay. This technique invited pupils to speak out, ask questions and directly engage with one another. And I thought that's that's very interesting. And it has um, some of her handwritten notes. And I thought this was really fascinating because I thought, oh dear, Muriel, maybe we haven't moved on very far. Because she says, I believe that in the past we teachers talked too much. It should be on a 50-50 basis at least. Children learning how to learn need, I'm struggling here, constant practice in putting their thoughts into words. If a child produces a sentence, however short and simple, and gives voice to it, he is learning how to think. This is vital and what education is about. After much thought about how learners are in four have have not improved much after a year um, I'm not reading that very well let me let me go back <sighs> he is learning how to think this is vital and what education is about after much thought about slow learners not improved much after a year a little better and at copywriting they were still blind dumb and not learning to think she's obviously writing kind of notes no confidence lacked necessary uh, words majority of children in our area are deprived of books and so she developed basically a system of talking and uh, it, it got such attention um, let me read you the results of this um, so this is in a newspaper uh, and the writer is describing what they've seen in a lesson the conversation of these particular 11 year olds has a flavour quite unlike that in most progressive classrooms. For one thing, they never interrupt each other. Only one child speaks at a time. It is as if there were a conversational ball batted back and forth from one child to another. With admirable self-discipline, they await their opportunity. It's not regimentation. Mrs Pyra talks little. When a subject is tailing off, she may, like a ball boy, pick it up <laughs> and throw it back into play. Excellent. Yeah. Or she may start up another, though there is usually a child ready to do that. Just as remarkable is the children's fluency. Every word is per- perfectly articulated, almost as if they were reading from a book or the sentences were already stamped on their minds. It's uh, and so it and so it goes on and I, it and there's a list of the vocabulary that she wanted oh the children goodness. to learn. Yes. there were lists of books that she wanted the children to read, and I just thought 
that's remarkable. It yeah. just, it yeah. was, you know. So here we are, 50 years here later. Here we are, 50 years, and we've still not quite learned those lessons, yes. it seems to me. Yes. I think that thing about how much teachers talk. Teachers talk. Is. And, you know, that, that example of the, the, yes. the ball. Yes. And yes. what what's often seen in classrooms yes. I suppose is the ball just gets passed back from child to teacher yes. teacher to child yes. child to teacher yes. and you yeah. see with the best will in the world a teacher trying to include everybody so everybody has to you know she or he has to try and get that ball out to everybody and what what you then end up is quite superficial talk yeah, uh, yeah. quite limited yes. responses yeah um and what's what's being described there is that talk being passed around, mm. isn't it? One mm. child yeah. beginning passing it on, building conversation yes. upon one upon another, and I just think that's that's enormous. Yeah. And of yeah. course, the bit I haven't read out to you is these children made remarkable progress, disadvantaged, deprived backgrounds. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, yeah. the, this is in the days of the eleven plus, but nevertheless, mm. you know, so many of them who are predicted not to make the eleven plus mm. made it. So, the importance of talk, Di. Over I to think, you. I think I think that you know, just the sound of of what she was doing fifty years ago is just um, so amazing. And I know, and I know, that was something when I was in the classroom that I aspired to do. But it's not easy. It is not easy. And I did. I was, and the only time I did every now and then, it happened with the whole class. Yes, but not very often at no. all. I felt very cheered when it did happen. I'm talking about the year six class, really. The only time, though, that I could felt comfortable that it would happen and I wouldn't have to was guided reading. Yes, yay! Because I was working in a we were just a minute while we raised that flag <laughs> up the flag. You see, that was what that was the time when I would actually find myself sitting back. Yeah, and they would almost ta- they would take over, and, and so that's a lovely thing. When it, it is, happens. it is, and that's what I aspired to, you know. And it's a very, it's a tricky thing though, because you have to do things like, no, don't tell me, no, 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 no. Talk to the person who's just yes, said that. Yes, you are disagreeing yes. with them. Talk to them, not me. And then look on their faces. They find that very difficult yeah, and but I think you have to you know you actually have to really put them in positions where they're, they're, they're going to do that and you've got to you've got to and I think the worst thing like the book group that I was in yesterday oh yes yeah last you're, night with adults the worst books really are the ones where everybody agrees absolutely you want the ones that are going to so different reactions I think that's it and and so very often the books that are really good at supporting children 
in this kind of discussion and developing these kind of techniques and getting them to think yes are the books where the meaning is unclear or multi-layered absolutely absolutely and you can and nobody is wrong that's right you just you you know there is no and i think raise another flag that picture books yes. are the best for this because you know for all children because it's a, the reaction to the illustrations and how they bring what their their knowledge and understanding to them their influence and we're not just meaning picture books for younger children, are we? Absolutely, absolutely. And so the quality texts, yeah, the quality texts, and that, and I think that's a really useful way of introducing this kind of idea. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because actually, doing it, we're going back. Actually, this feels like going back to the beginning of the conversation. That actually using it with doing it with words is much harder yeah so you know if you start with just words it's much harder it's much more of a struggle and so they're going to give up yeah with all the resilience in the world yeah but if we've got engaging yes. pictures yes. it gives you another absolutely window absolutely it? and I just yeah You've thinking got... about that yeah the book that I've had the most success with in terms of oh good I can sit back and let them talk talk about yeah. it is Way Home yeah. by Libby, Libby Hawthorne Hawthorne and Gregory Rogers an oldie but a goodie and with year sixes as well so very the illustrations are very unusual and challenging and dramatic um, and coupled with the text and there's not too much text to say it's not too much text but I've actually had more instances of sitting back that sounds really bad doesn't it if it's saying I'm sitting back but what I mean is they are doing the talking, not me. Absolutely. You're not having to drag it out no. of them no. or lead them yes. down particular yes. paths, which yes. you could then tick a box and yeah. say, oh, yeah, they've answered that question. They're not trying to guess what's in my head. Exactly, yeah. And I think that's a liberation for them when they realise, actually, it's valued if you actually discuss something between you and put different points of view forward, that is a valued thing. Yeah. And actually, that's 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 the val- that's the sort of importance of discussing this using quality books is that it it opens up this sort of um, idea of building their confidence about their own opinions. Yeah, it's a really good one. It's a really good one to to start with if people yeah. are trying to get their heads around this idea of yes. building much more yes. talk and I think that's a good uh, it's a good rule of thumb don't go for something that is just going to be oh we all like this yeah yeah but yes. actually one that's yes. going to be yeah get and, a varied opinion yes. and I do think that that the talk I mean just thinking about books at the moment because that's <laughs> I'm very limited in what I think about. 
but in the in the book club, for example, one of the one of the people said one of the people said, I like I like the book club because I can talk about books and nobody at home talks about them. Mm. So for mm. them, this, this is may be children's book. Club yes, this may about. be an unusual experience for them. So that's why they need more support and encouragement to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the other one you've got? Well, interestingly, we, we just mentioned... Yes, Chantan, The yes. Lost Thing. Again, it's these mysterious ones that everybody's opinion is valuable. And it's just such a brilliant book. Have, have you got one that springs to mind at all about, you know, one that you've found releases I think it's this idea it's almost like a release of, of uh, for the children to to start talking well I, I haven't used it directly but I know we had from our teachers book club last year the night gardener seemed oh, to be yes. one that really got yes. children engaged in yes. talking and thinking and again it's got that element of mystery to it hasn't yes. it not all the loose ends are tied up yes yeah, um, that's that's a very good one. I, th- I think I think the the issue with Shantana, he maybe is a bit like Marmite because mm. it isn't obvious mm. what he's mm. getting mm. at, mm. and that can make some teachers uncomfortable. Yes. I think yes. if they don't like that kind of yes, you know sort of mystery mm. about what is this and what is he mm. going on about mm. I've just ordered his latest one which I think is called Cicada, Cicada oh. mm-hmm. which are these funny little insects that yes. sit in the trees aren't they I think, I think yes I think that's right um, yeah. Yeah. but it, again it looks yes weird <laughs> yes. yes for want of a better word yeah. but yeah. I think I'm hoping that that might yes. be one of those books yeah. that opens up mm. Um, Anthony Brown is another one. Gorilla. Um, I've I've had yes lots yes. of discussion yes. uh, with children around yeah. what is actually going on with yes. Gorilla, and that kind of you know moment where they think they've worked out what it's all They're about. Very clever, aren't they? Very yes. clever. So they were, yes. So Anthony yes. Brown is another good yes. one. Yes. It is interesting, actually. Perhaps we need to, now thinking about it, perhaps we need to sort of be more explicit about this with the teachers' book group. Yes. Because there, people do start, obviously, they're grown-ups, so they think that, you know, that's the sort of thing, but people do talk and have disagreements. And the same thing applies in that one, isn't it? The 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 yes, really good absolutely. teachers' book groups that we have that, are the ones where some people like it, some people don't, yes. and then the discussion is much richer, yes. much more interesting, and actually much more satisfying yes. for the people. So perhaps we ought to be more explicit about that yeah. in the teachers' book groups yeah. so that... You're almost People modelling it yourselves, or you're yes, standing in, like to, you know, yes. trying to yes. get a sense yes. of what it feels like for yes. yourself. 
But I think a lot of the teachers have said that they value that. Mm. They value that time and they come away understanding the book a lot better. Well, if it works for us, why not for children? Why not? Why did the same thing must apply? Yeah, and I like, I like, I mean, even if um, we know a lot of schools have come away from guided reading, um, we don't know if we're going to win that particular battle because people oh. seem to be very keen on whole class reading. Um, but I think it's an interesting um, idea to think about where are the opportunities for children just to read and by which I'm, I don't necessarily mean they all have to sit in serried ranks in silence reading their own book mm-hmm. that there's a there's a yes. time and an opportunity yes. a place yes. for a class to just read books or read alongside a friend yes and there's yeah. a chance yes. for teachers yeah to sit around yeah and just chat yes. about that informal that book talk. talk. You know, how did you find yes. that? Would you like that Absolutely. one? What do you think about Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I think we miss out on that. I think that 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 actually the social nature of reading yes. for children is much more important yes. than it is for us yeah. because we can do it. And then, but if you're if you actually sharing a book yeah. is a very very supportive thing to do. Yes, and and again on the on the reading for pleasure website, there's a fantastic little clip of some year six boys reading a flip flap book, yes. which you would yes. put in yes. foundation yep. stage. Yeah, and yep. they are. And yes. I remember Teresa Kremen talking about this and saying the class teacher was a little bit concerned, but she said when they went to look at what the boys were also reading, there was Philip Pullman. You know, there was, I can't yes. remember the other, challenging. But for that session, they wanted to look at that yes. book yes. and talk to each other yes. about it and, you yes. know, kind of make those different animals. And they, and they were having there you the go. F word. <laughs> the F word again. Right. Yes. So, um, what do we, do we just need to breathe a bit? Yes. Yeah. And, and yes. so, it doesn't have to always be challenging and just... Yes hard work all yes. the time because yes. none of us want that all the time absolutely and i think actually this is a a good point this is a good point in the term to actually remind people yes. about this when we've had hopefully yeah. time to read so i want to add another word in so you're saying reading for pleasure and fun and I put the word variety yes, in there. Yes. What's the variety yes. like in your classroom? Absolutely. In terms yes. of what's you know, and is it the same stuff? You're gonna yeah. you know you, a book corner. Maybe you've got a book corner set up in your classroom, but that's it for the year. Those books will never change the entire year. Well, for goodness' sake, uh, no wonder I'm going to mm. be cheesed off mm. with those books mm. come mm. you know the middle of the spring term mm. when I've seen them all a hundred times so pleasure fun variety oh and talk (laughs) talk not not comprehension questions we're not talking about that are we no we're not we're talking about conversation yeah dialogue definitely like mrs muriel pyra yes modeled 50 odd years ago an untrained teacher with radical ideas 
Well, let's be a bit more radical. Definitely. <laughs>